0: Chain. The guilt of every man, the weight of all I've done, nailed into your hands. Running through my veins I can't escape its grip In you my soul is set From the No Sponsorship Studios, this is Buddy Walk with Jesus, where real life and the kingdom of God connect. Now, your hosts, Joe and Edward.
1: Father God, I thank you for all that you do in our lives, Father. And we know that not every day goes the way we would think it goes or should go. But we pray right now, Holy Father, that for everyone who is listening, for everyone who has had a hard, difficult day, Father, where it seemed that everything was against them, that you would manifest your presence to them in a special way that refreshes them, that calms them, that tells them they are truly and deeply loved, Father. And for those who have had a wonderful day or a day that went along accordingly, Father, that you would bless them with new insight, Father, that you would be near them, that you would hold them dear as well. We thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name, and we thank you for who you are, Father, and we glorify and honor your name. You're so good to us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. All right, guys. Welcome back to another show, Buddy Walk with Jesus. Uh, Special hello to all of you new listeners, South Africa. Now, it feels like every single week, um, we have a new uh, special welcome to do. And um, it's a beautiful thing, what God is doing, Uh, you know, blessing the show, new listeners. um, And like we talked about last week, it's a very humbling thing that God is using us to reach different parts of the world with um, with his word and his message. If you need prayer, um, if you want fellowship, you can find us on Discord. We have a link down in the episode description. Um, we also have the email address down in the episode description, prayer at buddywalkwithjesus.com. We do have a prayer team. They are standing by ready to pray for whatever it is. I wanna start off by saying um, two things because it's it's what we wanna hammer home. Know two things, if you were hearing this, know that first and foremost that you are prayed for. You are in our prayers, but more importantly, you are loved very deeply. Um, this week, we wanna kind of bring it back. Bring it back to um, what the basics. Kind of what this was founded upon two guys cutting it up about scripture the the relevancy of of scripture and intimacy with god you know we've been it's been a cool couple of weeks being able to hear some new voices on the show um all of that kind of stuff but this week um it is back to you boys here cutting it up um just just the two of us. And I think I speak for Edgar when I say, um, it has been a very interesting couple of weeks um, for both of our houses. And so uh, this week is gonna be, you know, hold on for the ride, because we're gonna be uh, two parts all over the place, one part motivational speaking. So we wanna um, discuss all of um, what has been going on. And um, through everything, Holy Spirit has been and continues to be the great educator and the great guidance of, of situations and has shown me a lot. Um, I want to start off with a little trip down memory lane for all of you guys listening that grew up doing things like vacation Bible school, doing things like church group, like youth group, all of those kinds of things, and uh, memory verses, right? So if you've been in, if you were in, in the church as a small child, or if you're a parent and you have small children that are in these youth programs. You know, the whole idea of memory verses, a lot of times it's the very standard ones, your John 3.16s, different things like that that are kind of the, the tent pole and the very memorable ones. And, you know, I, I can remember for a long time, right? I was very much against memorizing scripture. A, it's because I, I, I have brain damage and it's very hard for me to memorize in that kind of way but b for a long time i used it as an excuse that i didn't have to read the bible you know what i mean like but i i understand by the fact that you know just like god isn't going to be holding a um the great attendance book and keeping attendance for how many sundays you were in church he's also not going to be you know, quizzing you on every single piece of Scripture with the expectation that we know it front to back, left to right. Um, But the thing is, is, you know, one of the, the Bible goes by many names, by many nicknames, um, if you will. And one of them is Word of Life. And we find ourselves in situations, and I, and I, you know, have recently come to the understanding that it is important to have certain scripture at the tip of your tongue, not for head knowledge, not because you're going to get extra bonus points or brownie points with God because you have certain scripture uh, memorized, but more because there are times that, that, uh, come up in our lives where you don't necessarily have the immediate ability to pop open your Bible and, and thumb through and I think it's here or pull out your smartphone and, and look for Bible verses about such and such a topic. There are some times that require an immediate touch, an immediate need for speaking life over the situation. Maybe it's an emergency for me. For me, last night, it was about taking my wife to the emergency room. Men, if you're not married, let me tell you. If you ever have to take your wife to the emergency room, your bride, your partner, the person that God put in your put in your life to do life with. That's a special kind of feeling when we have those verses on our tongues it offers the ability for us to be able like i said to speak life into a situation sometimes we need a hard reset button right romans 8:31. what then shall we say in response to these things if god is for us who can be against us Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Isaiah fifty four seventeen. no weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Psalm 118, I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done, we've talked about this before and I know I'm starting hot and heavy, but this is something that Holy Spirit has been laying on me to convey. We need to remember as Christians, warfare is a common position for a Christian. And like we talked about in the hell episode, the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing people that he doesn't exist. The devil's slick. You know, when it's us, when it's our own personal beings, we might not necessarily jump to and get as worked up, or it might not hit quite as home, but if you are married, there's there's the spot. If you have kids, there's the spot. You better believe that that's, that's the easy in to get to you. And so just because our lives aren't sunshine and rainbows, you know, for a lot of Christians, they, they equate that to, I must have messed up. I must be outside the step with God. I must be outside of God's favor if these things are happening to me. I, I was having a conversation recently with a prosperity gospel follower, okay? And I have to admit that there is a level of that teaching that I resonate with. It's the only part that's actually grounded in truth, but I digress. But we serve a God that doesn't seek to harm us, that does not hold back from us. And so we need to remember that and to keep that at the forefront because with that comes victory. Victory that we've talked about before. I preach a lot it feels like and I use that word we don't normally we we don't normally preach on here but it feels like when I talk about it I do get a little bit on the pulpit where you know, I talk about that victory that, stand, that that blares from deep down in your spirit. Victory when things are good. Victory when things are uncertain. Victory when it feels like you can't make the right choice. Victory when you're staring a giant dead in the eye. It's that victory that says, I serve a God. That's greater than what this world has to offer. Again, doesn't mean sunshine and rainbows, but it does mean that it takes a level of the burden off of our shoulders. One thing that I realized over the last couple of days, the last week or so, with everything that's been going on, and I think we've mentioned it before, and Edgar, you can. You can chime in if if, if I'm wrong here. You correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that we've mentioned before on the show the idea that Christians, we need to, the church needs to learn to to take a bit more of the offensive posture in warfare in the world rather than a standard defensive posture that it feels like the church has... um, can find itself and pigeonholed itself too.
1: Tag me and tag me and go for it. <laughs> I want to go into this court. I, I, I think we've also part of that is that the church needs to understand what's expected in spiritual warfare. It's not something that's being taught a lot from the pulpits that I've seen a lot of it. It's principle driven, meaning you do this, this is the result. When you're dealing with the spiritual warfare aspect of life, there is not a formula. You are going against principalities, but you're also going against principalities in the personalities. And that's a quote I heard from someone, but basically people can be under the influence of principalities. We see this a lot in government. Uh, but it does take place in neighborhoods as well. It can be on the micro level as well. So we're not to engage a flesh and blood person um, as the enemy, but as a foot soldier who is forced to do this. And I'll say it this way. The recently, Disney released Mulan on, as a live action movie and the star of the movie, the heroine, came out in support of uh, what China was doing in Beijing, which is a highly controversial item. We're we're talking about oppression. Uh, In speaking with people about it, they had a tendency to say she should not have said it. She should not have done it. She should have spoken up for them. as a as a case of injustice and my response was you may be acting as though she had a choice she may not have had a choice she may have been told this is what you will say and if you don't say this this will happen to you or your family we don't know that that's just me doing conjecture so right now we see that it could be an issue of a principality coercing a personality so when we're dealing with things that occur um, if we take it from the position of the fruit of the spirit then we're able to deal more effectively and and and, in correlating that with the full armor of god we're not driven to decimate uh or character assassinate a person so how do we do that you know that's done on a case-by-case basis and as you are surrendered to the Lord, um, people are lost. Uh, And the worst thing that could happen is they not hear the message of Jesus. That means they will go into eternity to be condemned. And there are times you feel like, you know, this individual deserves it. But is that the heart of God? No, he says he doesn't wish that any would perish. So every human being has been throughout their life subjugated to spiritual warfare, whether they realize it or not, and whether they're under the, a winning campaign or not, because sometimes it can fluctuate, as we saw in the book of Daniel. So we have to be careful to, I, I would say if we took on the aspect of general or strategist more than a foot soldier, we might understand the cost of warfare. You know as opposed to just being in the melee and and seeing three feet in front of you and chopping at everybody who gets in your way so I have a thought um, and and just to go back to what Joe says it's been a very difficult last couple of weeks my wife was also at an emergency and what happened um, is she's gonna still need follow-up but with that, my brother was in emergency the following week, so there was a double family uh, crisis for me. And then this week, on Sunday, um, during our church, which had a late start, several of us decided to pray over a little baby, fifteen months old, that was in emergency room uh, due to cancer. Her parents, and I believe it was a, 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 a girl, as a matter of fact it was, because the name of the child is, is a girl's name. Um, they had COVID, but they were asymptomatic, but it was not an issue. She was not COVID related at all. She had cancer and she was having running fever due to the, the racking in her body. And I took lead and prayed for healing for her, took authority, and ask that God would be honored, his name would be honored, um, and that he would be glorified in this instance, and that full healing would come. This was spiritual warfare. Children are not meant to die. And so standing in the gap, you don't treat it as a wishy-washy thing. You go in as a general and you state what it is, the plan of action. And God is the one that does it. God heals. I don't heal. Um, but I asked him in the way that he said to do it in authority. So I obey his orders and pray in authority. So we prayed and within 10 minutes later, my uh, friend who, who has a connection to the child got a text that the baby had died. I, on the inside, was devastated. And because I had such a prayer of faith, And it didn't turn out that way. I took it hard and I thought there was something wrong with me as far as aligning to what God was doing. I'm in this group, I'm considered a person who prays for the sick. I've prayed for a couple in the group and their symptoms for whatever I prayed for got better. There's three people in specific. Um, And I pray very, very simply. I don't make it a big deal. Um, I call it for what it is, and ask for God to be glorified and for the people to know that they're loved. Same, same format. Um, there's, there's, there's actually two more components to this, but I was devastated and I, I wanted to step out of the room because I wanted to wallow um, and take my lumps, so to speak, privately. Um, I had a hard time, and I couldn't calibrate. But the thing is, I was teaching, I should say I was leading the study, which was in Romans, Romans 15. So it was a tough study to begin with, and now my mind was fully distracted, and I was trying to keep focus. So I'm going to say in probably about an hour later from the time we got the text, I got a text that was encouraging. There was two phrases that popped out of it that spoke to my situation specifically. Do you want to talk about that part?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, I am not the, you know, I I have to I have to be honest here. I am not necessarily the um, uh, street preaching type. Um, I would find pretty much any excuse not to do it. Um, and I'm not the type of, I've always been the type of person that I, I'm the very stereotypical, you know, but what if I'm wrong? What if I have, what if what I say has absolutely nothing to do with the situation? Well, that same morning that Edgar's talking about, um, I am lifting and, um, I don't think we've ever mentioned this on the show, but I'm a power lifter. And so I, my brain is the most clear when I am lifting. And I listen to um, spoken word gospel, when like spoken word um, scripture, when I'm lifting and as I am lifting, I'm like, I'm just starting to get words. for Edgar, and to to get to give to him, and I'm like, you know what? We sit here on the show every single week and talk about being open to this kind of thing. Like we talked about, the worst thing that's gonna happen is if I if I'm way totally off uh, totally off base. What he's gonna remember is that somebody looked at him today and said that God loves him. So let's let's go for it. And so I, I just, I stopped what I was doing and I started, um, transcribing this, um, this text. Now, mind you, I I, I sent it off to him without any expectation of a response or any idea what the response was going to be. And so he hits me back. Where did you get this from? God, <laughs> you know what I mean, and and so like he had mentioned, there were aspects of what I had said that spoke into his situation, and if you've if you've ever been in this situation, you know you understand this. But you if you never have been, the best thing that I can say is that I I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's incredibly awkward there is a level to it that it is incredibly awkward but it's also incredibly humbling when it happens
1: okay i have to jump in
2: yeah go for it <laughs>
1: um i'm gonna pr- just say two two sentences that were very key for my situation that i described in there and it was a paragraph so there were several sentences but i'm not going to read those out here in the text that i received the first sentence said, he sees you, which basically God saw me in the turmoil that I was. Now, was that the picture that Joe had when he was getting this, I'm going to use the word download, or was it, my situation was specific. I was hiding what was going on as best as I could, leading, carrying on um, with leading the, the meeting And proceeding forward, even though I felt like I wanted to break down and cry and how I must have somehow ruined God's name. That's how I felt. The second sentence was, God does not make mistakes or flops. So that was so specific to the moment in time that I was in. And it's funny because I sent Joe a text and this is verbatim. Hi, Joe. This is interesting. May I ask who sent this? Can you imagine what was going through his mind? (laughs) But I did tell him when he did share that this was the first time he did it and he hits it out of the ballpark. And I needed it. It, As soon as I heard it, I recalibrated because why? Because I was in a spiritual warfare. So let me tell you what happened. I was leading my squadron of prayer warriors, and I'm going to give a warfare scenario. And we're going into the enemy's camp, which is death and sickness. And we're trying to rescue a little one. It didn't work. Even though I had my mission and I tried to achieve it, it didn't happen. So for me, it was a loss that I was bearing up. I get out and I receive the doctor's the great physician's um, diagnosis or remedy, you know, and his, I'm gonna use, it's not the best phrase, but the pep talk, the recalibration talk. And then I had another individual who says that God took the baby to heaven. You know, the baby's not lost to hell. The baby's not. And he phrased it in a way I wish I could remember it, but he says, you know, the baby was saved baby is and this is coming to a person who's lost two children and joe has lost one so we understand this our children are in a better place um but it's not what was the original intent of this life that cancer took um and i say that knowing that some people will say well he was ordained to have excuse me she was ordained to have cancer um i don't think it's god's heart to bring sickness on a person uh there are times that sickness does help us uh and there's so there's some definite validity that we can grow in maturity from it but the key that i'm trying to bring out here is we're in a warfare we don't see it as that we don't see that when our prayers are being lifted up they can be intercepted daniel speaks about how the archangel michael had a difficult time responding to daniel's prayer because of the Prince of Persia, who was the principality that was over um, over them. So we, do, we think to, seem to think that our prayers just go in and up, and there's no kind of friction. I'll use that word loosely. There's no kind of warfare around that. The enemy does not want you to succeed in being obedient. Okay, if you are obedient, that's a threat to him. Why? Because God's name is honored and glorified. So we want to do whatever we can to be obedient, to be dependent. We don't want to be independent. Uh, Independent prayers are really nullified very easy. And sometimes they're nullified in the way that seems to be answered. And like for one example would be financial needs met. If the same can distract you, Better by giving you the finances than by keeping it from you, he will do that. That's a win for him, especially if he knows that he can gain your children through it too. And the reason I say that is because we see people who come from humble beginnings, they make it big, and then their children become uh, very materialistic and they don't care about the world and they're empty inside and they go to do drugs, and some of them wind up having short lives um sadly so in praying if we were to take it as spiritual warfare praying the fruit of the spirit not against the flesh and blood but understanding that they can be under the principalities they could be coerced and they could be um convinced the principality is correct and they could be convinced against god in certain things but the more we start taking it, and we need to do that in this time that we're living in, okay, he is the one who determines the results. He is the one who creates the results. We can plant and we can water, but we cannot make it grow. That is something that God does. And of course, I'm drawing from the parable of the seeds on that. So it's not our responsibility to make sure the outcome is a pleasant one. It is God's wonderful ability to do that. And he's the one that takes the glory for it. And sometimes it doesn't work the way we would think it will because we don't have the understanding he has. So it can turn out to be a very negative experience. But that doesn't mean that God did not achieve what he had intended.
2: That's a very good point. That just because it doesn't look the way that we think it would look, the way that we would view a victory and what a victory should look like, doesn't mean that the opportunity and the situation is completely void of victory. That there aren't other pieces at play. There's a story that I heard. Of a family who um, had a son. Um, son was very very sick. Um, they had another son. Um, the one the one son passed away very very young. Um, but it was from that son passing that they were clued into what was wrong with the other son, and it saved the other son's life. That's just an example of the ripple effects that happen when these things happen in this life. And and the thing about this life, guys, if you haven't figured this out yet, life doesn't fight fair. It does not seek to play by the rules. When you're dealing with one thing, like Edgar was talking about his wife in the ER, what happens next? His brother in the ER. You're you're wrapped up with something with something over here, maybe it's money troubles, maybe it's health troubles, and your car breaks down. Life doesn't fight fair. But the thing that that, that sticks out to me in all of this is that victory victory doesn't have to be what we call it to be. Thank God and praise God that our understanding, our finite understanding isn't the end-all be-all and isn't the only thing that life plays by. Because God sees from a different point of view. A whole different point of view. And so, when these things happen, you know... I, I keep coming back, coming back to the phrase and to, the, to to the Bible verse. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. We don't have to rely on our own understanding. We don't have to rely on our own abilities and our own um, our own point of view. That's not that's not the end all, be all of this situation and when these things happen when life happens a lot of people they end up feeling dismayed right the struggle happens and man they start to lose footing like why how why is this happening to me when Jesus said flat out in the Bible you're gonna have a rough road this is not gonna go easy this is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Well, that was Jesus saying that? You know, and so the thing is, is that, you know, warfare, like I said, it's a typical Christian posture. We have power accessible to us, traded in for a rule book, for principles, for moralism for man-made additions to a perfect living gospel.
1: There's, um, life is messy. You're going to have some days where you feel like you want to throw in the towel. I've had, um, a couple over the last week where, but you know what? I had the word of God. I had prayer, but what was most, Important for me at that time was hearing what godly people had to say, which is a way of bringing the word of God alive. You're getting somebody's experience in it and someone who's genuinely concerned for you. Uh, The prayers that they lift up for you are important. And so when you're facing a day where it's difficult, spiritual warfare. Is not meant to be a lone wolf kind of activity. And we know that Satan likes to separate out people. Don't underestimate the power of family. God's family is very important. And we see that throughout scripture because we see from the simplest statement where Jesus sent them out two by two. We see where it talks to confess our sins one to another. We see these, these statements of family for a reason because that's the heart of God. And it also breathes life into the second greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So it's important to not get I'm going to say torn asunder, that's not the phrase I'm looking for, but overwhelmed, which can happen these days, and be by yourself. Because if you are not focused on God, you're going to have a hard time coming out of that. Um, There are people who can get right into the presence of God and all that stuff just falls right off because nothing stands in the presence of God. No uh, bad mindsets, negative mindsets, no um, distractions. So there are things that you can do if you are intimate with the Lord and know how to approach it in a quick manner. The thought of family is very important to God, and that is also part of the body. So we, we see that it's a something that's not really thought of as being a um, a spiritual warfare tool in our belt uh, because it's people, but there are a lot of references for it. And the Bible is really a book of wisdom. How do you apply today in today's world what was written thousands of years ago and it was super meaningful then and the meaningfulness has not disappeared but we have to understand the wisdom of how to apply it and that comes from being intimate with God reading his word and prayer and worship as we always said worship is not just singing songs but it's the state of in the presence of the Lord and adoring him adoring him is so key so, as you're going through things in this life, during this time, look at all that God has blessed you with. Because he means for you to succeed, whether you realize it or not, you cannot fail when you lean on him. There will be bumps and bruises and learning experiences because we're told, we're told in James. And he says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So there's an expectation that we're gonna find ourselves in negative situations, but we're to count it all joy. Now that sounds like crazy talk if you don't know who God is. But it's not crazy talk. Count it all joy because for one thing, you're gonna learn and you're gonna grow out of it. But the other thing is, you know what the end of the story is. You know that God wins. You are coming from a position of victory. And no matter what the devil throws at you, God wins. Your father wins. And your father desires you.
2: You you hit the nail right on the head with the driving force of all of this, right? So we've talked about it before. You will do greater things. And all of the words of blessing... That, that Jesus has for his followers, for all that take the name of Christ and all that believe all things are possible. That's the that's thing, right? That's the thing that sometimes gets overshadowed and overlooked in 2020. That that is a nice biblical phrase that might have been um applicable in the time of in in the time of miracles but not anymore is the point of view for a lot of people but the scripture is just as true today as it was during the time that it was written and all things are possible for those that believe and the thing about that it's two it's there there are two things there are two very key things to take into any piece of spiritual warfare any instance of life good bad indifferent giants no giants sunshine clouds rain doesn't matter that's faith and that's prayer we are held in a holy and anointed place to be prayer warriors, to be ambassadors, to be the intercession and the stopgap for, for, for others. And, and we, we get to, we get to lift others. We get to lift situations. We get to have conversations with God. In prayer. And see, here's the thing about prayer, guys. It is not coercing God to do your will. It is you getting ready to do God's will. It is conversation. It is not a list. And when you have that conversation, when you enter into that place, guys, remember, you're entering into the presence of God. You're entering into conversation with the Holy of Holies. That's no small thing. And He allows us open opportunity, open availability to be able to enter into that place. And faith, faith is, a, is, a, is an interesting thing. Because when you don't, when, when it seems like you don't need it, you seem like you have the world's worth of it. But when your metal is getting tested, when the warfare is happening around you, when you are in the midst of a situation that is so tumultuous, that's, that's where it's tested. And it seems like, man, for a lot of times, it seems, it seems like that's the time where it's in the shortest supply most often because it's being tested and the thing about faith is the faith the side of a the size of a mustard seed says in God's name mountain be moved that's not flowery talk that's not something that is 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 you know there to fill up page space in the bible that is something that is there to say guys you have all of this we've been given a buffet the best finest meats that you could possibly imagine the best foods fine you could possibly fathom and for so many of us we we take we, we seclude ourselves to the scraps, the stuff that's fit for the dumpster, and we think that that's all that God has for us. Like, it's impossible to get to the actual buffet when the Bible says something mightily, mightily different.
1: But that's very good and I'm not sure if it leads into what my next thing is but I I feel like it does mm-hmm. so it, it may not be as easy a transition as I think it is but I'm gonna read from 2 uh, Timothy chapter 1 verses 8 through 9 and I'm gonna use the easy to read version and I'm gonna let you know that I'm gonna read it once and then I'm gonna read it and add my thoughts and emphasis along with the text. Starting in verse eight. So don't be ashamed to tell people about our Lord Jesus. And don't be ashamed of me. I am in prison for the Lord, but suffer with me for the good news. God gives us the strength to do that. God saved us and chose us to be his holy people but not because of anything we ourselves did god saved us and made his people because and made us his people because that was what he wanted and because of his grace that grace was given to us through christ jesus before time began so now i'm going to throw some thoughts that were coming up out of that text that Um, is just emphasis. So don't be ashamed to tell people about our Lord Jesus, what he has done in your life. Your testimony has value. It is God's story being told through the canvas of your life. And don't be ashamed of me. I'm in prison for the Lord. People call me Paul, a misogynist you know a person who creates division but suffer with me for the good news share the good news know that it's a difficult road but don't walk away from it ask God to give you boldness God gives us the strength to do that in love love for God love for ourselves so that we can love others. God saved us and chose us to be his holy people. That means we turn away on a daily basis from things that would distract us from God and worse, make us independent of him. We choose to become like him because we wanna think the way he thinks and that requires intimacy with him so that we can learn our father's business but not because of anything we ourselves did because we know we're limited. We know that pride goes before a fall. We know that we are unable to care for a person at the level that God cares. God saved us and made us his people because that's what he wanted. He desired community and he's made it Far greater than it was before the fall of um, Adam and Eve, before humanity's fall. We are far beyond because now we're indwelt by God. Adam and Eve were not indwelt though he breathed into Adam his spirit. It was not the same as what we have now after Christ. After the crucifixion and the resurrection we have become indwelt. That is something that occurred at Pentecost. We have something that Adam and Eve did not have before the fall. And because of his grace, we couldn't do this ourselves, but we needed God to do it. We need God. We need him because we, without him, are sinful creatures who are looking out for our own at best, at worst, I don't even want to mention. That grace was given to us through Christ Jesus before time began. God knew, God knew that we were gonna wind up needing a savior because free will, while it's a wonderful thing, it's a powerful thing. And we saw that free will for two different types of entities, the angelic and humanity, It was too powerful for a third of the angels, and it cost them forever. And now for humanity, only those who desire redemption through Jesus are gonna be able to be with him. The others who don't desire to be with Jesus will be independent for all eternity. And that's not gonna be a wonderful place. It's a place where, the enemy that was his original place going to be for torment but it became peoples now after the fall this is only possible the redemption is only possible through christ jesus it's not something that can be done through another religion it cannot be done through good works um, and it cannot be done f- i'm going to use the term a different gospel you need jesus and you must have good works we see that a lot with the Catholic teaching, and there's some other denominations that use it as well. It's not just tied to Catholicism. So we must um, always lean on God. And I'm going to leave it there. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, I want to. I want to leave. I want to leave you guys with this. Okay. Again, all things are possible. To those who believe. God wants for us to join the family business, if you will. The things that, that we call ourselves are drastically different than the things that God calls us beloved child of God. Does not seek to hold back from us. So friends... Remember three words. Never give up. Never give up because there is a power greater than anything that this world has to offer. So freely given. So freely at our fingertips and available for us. But the gimmick is, is that that's a relationship that we have to choose. We have the free will not to choose it. We have the free will to focus on morals. We have the free will to focus on head knowledge. We have the free will to focus on rules and regulations and principles, but God has always had something very, very different in mind for us. And when we enter into that place of intimacy with him, something wholly new is opened up to us. And this is something that you, you know, we're, uh, this is something that I'm just starting to realize that when you, Enter into that place of communion and community and conversation and presence and intermingling with God. He welcomes that with open arms and does not seek to hold that back from us. Go for it.
1: Father God, we thank you for all that you shared, Father. I just pray right now that your words, your living words would flow out to everyone. If they would be encouraged and they would take it in, Father, we pray most of all for intimacy and dependence upon you. We thank you, Jesus, for each and every listener. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: All right, so guys, as always,
1: you are loved.
2: You are prayed for. You be blessed. You are blessed. We'll catch you soon.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Buddy Walk with Jesus. For more information, check us out at buddywalkwithjesus.com. Look for us on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. You can also find us on Discord at the Buddy Walk Community for prayer and fellowship. And lastly, if you check out the episode description, we have a listener support link and we would love your support for this ministry. As always, know that you are prayed for and know that you are loved.